Hi there, you're listening to the Women's Rugby League podcast. I'm Georgia Hallelit from the University of Liverpool Women's Rugby League team. Check out our Instagram at U-O-L-W-R-L and find us on Facebook at the University of Liverpool Women's Rugby League. Thanks for listening and we hope you enjoy this episode. Tonight's episode is brought to you by Strong 101, CrossFit Gym in Pontefract. You can find them on Instagram at CrossFit underscore Pontefract. It's a family-run gym trying to make as many positive changes to people's lives. Hello and welcome to tonight's episode. I'm joined by Tara Stanley and Lacey Owen. So you two both play for Castleford Tigers Women. Who are you sponsored by? Uh, so I'm sponsored by uh, Actually Where I Work, Yes Electrical. And I'm sponsored by Nanlini Allen Photography, also takes the pictures for Cast First Team. So I'm going to speak to Tara a bit more. You can hear a lot from Lacey on episode 14. So, Tara, how did you get involved with Rugby League? Um, so, I originally played football. Um, so, obviously, I was brought up in Witness, which is a rugby town. But um, I, half my family are, like, from Liverpool. So, it's obviously Liverpool football and, and like, everything's football. Um, and then... My dad started like started going to watch a witness rugby league team, and he got a season ticket. And he used to go down with him, and I, I absolutely loved it. Like I had a season ticket myself, and and then um, a team called the Moorfield Angels, which Shani Shani Crowell was was on it, and Faye Gaskin. So Faye Gaskin and Shani Crowell were both on that team, and uh, yeah, I, I just went down, and I, I always remember the first time I ever like held a rugby ball. He set like an assault course up and they had like tackle bags on it and you jumped on them. And I think at the time I was only, it would have been roughly about 12. And uh, yeah, I just absolutely loved it and uh, I never looked back. And when I had to, it was around the age of, I think it was around the age of 16, um, I had to choose. And it was 16, 17, I had to choose whether I wanted to continue with the football as well. I used to play football on. Saturdays and then rugby's on Sundays so I'd train it was either Everton or Liverpool Feds football on a Monday and Wednesday and I'd train with the rugby twice a week as well and then I think I think my dad only had Fridays off from taking me to all all my different sporting events so yeah and then when I was 15, 16 or 17 I can't quite remember um, I chose to, to stick with the rugby Good job you did <laughs> <laughs> So, at 16, what were your thought process? You had football, you had rugby. What made you choose rugby? Um, I think I just, I got a lot more satisfaction out of playing it. Like, I'd played football since I was four years of age, so I'd already played then for, for 12 years. And I think at the time, like, originally I was, it was when I had just been scouted to play for the um England performance squad. It was actually Anthony Sullivan was the was the coach back then, and uh, he, and uh, yeah, he, he said he picked me up and like said, "Listen, we want you to come down and have a trial." Uh, so then I realised that I had to choose it. And obviously, going further in in rugby than I was football, I chose to stick with the the rugby. But I just got more of a thrill out of it. Like I enjoy football. I still I still now if if 
Lindsay Everett castrated brings out a football, I'm absolutely buzzing because I get to go back and play it. But yeah, I just chose rugby. So you're now in the England performance. What team are you at at that point? So when I moved from Moorfield Angels when I was young and like Shani and, and Faye and a few other girls that were at Moorfield moved into, I think we went to Wigan St. Pat's for like a few games and then it was very wishy-washy back then. So you'd play for a team, but then next week you'd put a different shirt on. But at the time that I got scouted for England, I was actually playing for the Holton ladies. So it was like Holton witness that it sort of diverted between the two at the time. Brilliant. How did you find it when you got into England development squad? Was it done? Terrifying. Yeah. Terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. Cause at the time there was, there was girls that had been there for years and I was this young 17 year old, yeah, I was just really young and, and naive and these were all really, well, to me, they were elite athletes and at the time when you're playing for Holton Ladies and you're looking, not at the media that there is now, but what you hear from from what there was at the time, uh, some of the names and I'm like looking at them like, I'm now in the same, I've now got to do what you do. <laughs> so yeah, it, it was daunting, it, it was really daunting. Where did you go on from Holton then? So I moved on to... Crossfield, um, Warrington based team, um, because Holton actually folded. So, and a lot of the girls moved over to um, to there. So at the time, it was at the time I got scouted. We were in between Holton ladies and Crossfield, and then when it actually the ball started rolling with the the performance squad at the time, yeah, I was uh, playing for, for for Crossfield. So my first World Cup, I was I was playing for Crossfield, but the next season, I was going to Battle Heath. Yeah, so you knew you. So, yeah, I was like change. Oh, as I say, it was it was very wishy washy back then. So, twenty thirteen World Cup, you're young. You said you were nervous. How did that go for you? Um, to be honest with you, it was definitely a learning curve. Like over my years, I think that World Cup was the was like sort of the turning point for me, and I like. I was so nervous and young and naive and, and back then, like, obviously it, it's not what it, it was for a lot of the girls, but for, for me, I was very, like, young and naive and, and at the time I look back and it's one of, like, the biggest regrets because now I would never, ever, ever have, have got selected, like, how I trained and my mindset and everything and actually after that World Cup, I did take a year out um, before moving moving to Fat Awif and I actually picked up a, a knee injury um, not long before it, and I remember travelling to Leeds because I was still in in witness at the time. And uh, it was a few weeks before, and I was doing my physio and probably not taking it as seriously as I should. Like honestly, like probably not. And um, I got on for one game, and I remember looking around like because I, I didn't get selected against Australia, didn't get selected against New Zealand. And they brought me on against France. Um, and I, I think I played for 60 minutes. And I'm, I'm certain I, I actually scored. Yeah, I, I'm certain I scored a try. And I, and I threw a good pass out as well. So I was I was happy with that. But it was definitely one of... In my in my career of playing sport, that was probably the the, the main part where I, I've learned so much from, from just how you need to treat 
yourself in, in, in the sport in the sport and in, in them circumstances in the EPU like well the EPU back then so like the, the performance squad so you've had a year out you're at Fatal Heath what changes did you make to, to take yourself more professional as it was um, so I think I just started to so I'd, I'd, I think that World Cup because I let myself down so much and I felt like I let so many people down um, I took the year out and got myself and I just missed it and I needed that I needed to miss the game and I haven't been playing it as long as I know other people have but I played sport for so long so I just started to enjoy it more I went to a club where I surrounded myself by people that had the goal of wanting to be the best in the sport like I joined a team with Jody Cunningham and there was there was Faye Gaskin and all the Shani Crow all that sort of the sort of the the, the players that are in the St. Helens squad now. And uh, uh, Jenny Wellsby, who uh, at the moment isn't playing, but she was a massive like inspiration for me. And, and yeah, I just I joined a club that they loved playing and they, re- they had great fun when they were playing, but they really took it seriously. And Rach Thompson, who now plays for Wigan, she was in that squad as well. So it was just a, a, a great group of girls, like just a really great core group of girls that... Just really took it seriously, but could have fun with it as well. And um, must have been yeah, they, they were definitely they were definitely some of, some of my best years. Must have been some team with them names in in that squad. Oh yeah, yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? When you think about it, the the, the teams that the, the names that were in that Fat Weave team, like it was such a great squad. So your time at Fatto came and went. Great squad. You then moved on to another. Great squad or would be great squad. Where did you go after that? Um, to Gas. Yeah. So moved over to um, the dark side, as Lancastrians call it. Yeah. So moved over to Yorkshire and uh, yeah, I spoke to uh, Lindsay. Actually, approached me um, about it was the year before the the World Cup. 2017 World Cup, she approached me and said, listen, I'm, I'm thinking of starting this team. And I went to her, again, still naive. Oh, you're starting a winter team? She went, no, Tara, I'm starting a summer team. I was like, oh, right. I said, but I play for Fato. She went, I know, but you're moving over to Yorkshire. I went, oh, yeah, I need to think about that, don't I? <laughs> she was like, yeah, yeah. So um, she went, well, what, what do you think to it? And I said, well, obviously, at this moment in time, like, with it being a year before the World Cup, and, the, like, obviously, the girls that I was playing with was, like, the core team that was going over to to, I was to, to Australia. I was like, no, I, I'm going to stick with Fatto. But then, yeah, um, started training with Lindsay and Katie Hepworth, uh, who plays for Featherston, started training with them too. Uh, Katie Hepworth is so good and so underrated. Yeah, I know. She is a cracking player, isn't she? Yeah, honestly, yeah. honestly, she's she's one of my favourite players to watch. She's very elusive. Yeah. yeah, I like that. Yeah, she's just so switched on with the way she plays. Mm, knowledgeable, like there's a, there's obviously now there's loads of girls in the women's super league, super league that are, are knowledgeable of the game, but there's a few that stand out, and Rhiannon being one of them, and yeah. then Kate Getworth definitely. Yeah. So moving to Cass, how did you find it when you first came over? Um, well, I'd, I'd met a couple of the girls when I was training just before we went over to Australia, and then uh, Lacey being one of them because she trained, she trained with us. But um, yeah, uh, 
I'd introduced myself and Lindsay had like sort of like told a few of the girls that were coming over but then uh, yeah it was do you know what it was mint like they were really really welcoming like at the time it was a really really young squad um well it still is a really really young squad but yeah it was even younger back then but um yeah it was just great the girls were lovely really just, I loved about it the fact that they just worked really hard and they just loved the, the game. So I'd gone through a team that was really, really experienced but still had loads of fun and enjoyment in the game to go into the opposite end of the spectrum where they were a really, really young team but still just love the game and, and love playing it. And, yeah, I, I always think if you if you think on a, on a Tuesday and a Thursday or whatever day, oh, damn, I've got training tonight, then you shouldn't be playing it. Yeah. And I... I um, still to this day love and love going to training so I always say that if you're at the point where you're going damn I got training take a yeah. take a few weeks off yeah exactly yeah. if you and miss it come back if not yeah. you were done anyway yeah exactly yeah so I'm still there I'm still loving it at Cass with all the young guns so I'm sort of keeping up <laughs> how many international players were at Cass when you first joined up Katie Atwood so the two of you, yeah, yeah, the two of us, yeah. Wow, what a, what a change that is! Yeah. I know. So, Castleford and the women's Super League. What were the big differences? Uh, for me, Lindsay Anfield. Um, she said when we first, when I first came over, and even like before I joined, she was like, she wants it to be professional. She wants to set benchmarks. There's an end goal to every season, and you either bought in, or you you went, or you, to be honest with you, there was never anyone that were like kicked out or anything. It was just if you couldn't keep up, you'd know, and you, you just wouldn't stay. And and to me, it just absolutely just changed how training was, how the girls' mentality was, the standards that we set, and. Obviously, it worked. So, I've got Tara on here. I was joking calling her the shadow. <laughs> any game Tara plays in, you know Tara's played in that game. Put it that way, like, absolutely unbelievable in attack. I, I don't think I've seen a game where you've not been on the point sheet. Oh, that, it definitely won't be kicking. <laughs> <laughs> so... You come into that. How have you found with the more media? Um, I've coming playing from from a young age, and obviously media not not being what it what, what it is now. Um, I'm, I'm a bit I'm a little bit rubbish when it comes to to media. I'm not gonna lie. Like I just like I just love playing rugby, and I love playing it. And now nowadays, like as you said. It's it's 2020 and like if you're not on media and you're not doing it and whatnot, then yeah, you, you don't exist and that's why you're calling me Shadow. But yeah, I just I don't know. I just I don't I just don't tend to to do many interviews to be honest with you. <laughs> so Lacey, this is your second time on the podcast. As I see many interviews with people later, how are you finding it now? Um. 
since I last spoke to you, I'd probably say that the media's even got bigger over lockdown. I think it's given a lot of time and a lot of space for people to appreciate what we do. Um, obviously, media management is massive. We get old, older videos posted, photos, newer, and you can see the change in the performance, but you can also see the change in how people are watching and the views go up and the likes go up. And it, it's crazy to see young people are really supportive, commenting, messaging the girls, like younger girls wanting us to wish them happy birthday and stuff on yeah, social media. <laughs> like, wow. Yeah, that's that's a big thing. Like, where you, Tyra, have come in and you played, and, and Lacey, you come at Super League. So you've gone from you just play your rugby and you get left alone and you play for England and you get a bit there. But, yeah. And now it's bang. People want to see you. People want to watch what you're doing. You're getting big yeah. crowds. Yeah, it is. It's a little bit daunting. Yeah, it, it is a little bit daunting, and and yeah. So, Cause it's, they, it's great though. I love I, I, I love the media, and like we we're lucky at Cast. We've got we've got seven Seb's, Well, he's a, he's renowned media, like media wise. Now he, he's a magician to us. Like. Like oh, he's posting all the old videos and stuff. And Love it or hate it, it put bums in seats. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And yeah, he, he, he does. Them, them crowds you were getting last season, I was there just a normal match and they were in seven, eight hundreds. Yeah, and it's just so brilliant, one might isn't just it? push for one or two big matches. It was a continual and balling and growing and growing and yeah, growing. Yeah, we, well, we had, we had obviously like, the structure of the week was like we'd play a game and then he'd play the highlights and then we'd play like preparation for the next game and in preparation for the next game you'd look on the comments and it was or can't wait already planned to come down people were tagging other people in like do you fancy this and then you'd see all these comments and then you'd go on the Sunday obviously we'd get there it was empty and then you'd go out to train and bums were in seats and we're like this is just this is just incredible like at times you, you're speechless, at especially when we hit the over a thousand. It was absolutely speechless. Yeah, over a thousand. But you were. It's such a shame this season that happened and COVID happened because it, for me, it would have been scary to see how much it would grow. Yeah, I know it is a shame, and and we talk about it, we talk about it a lot. Like it, it it's such a shame that the, the ball was rolling and we were gathering so much momentum and then obviously the pandemic came along and and it's sort of like we're stuck in the mud at the moment but the media's we obviously the media's carrying on and we're just hoping that when we finally can get the ball rolling again that that people will still want to come and put bums in seats and yeah and hopefully that that'll still happen i hope they do because the entertainment i'm not a cast fan but I probably saw your team playing more than anyone else's last season live just for the fact that you were playing the most entertaining rugby. Yeah. So, I think a lot of people have commented on that. Um, quite even older men, younger men, everybody just commenting, um, can't wait to see you girls back at it, go to your seasons being cancelled. And I'm like, oh, these people appreciate what we do. And it is amazing for them to be commenting that on. Like just our stuff, I never expected. Yeah, it's anything. nice. To, it's nice to see that how much hard work you put in behind the scenes, and when no one's watching that, when we finally have the stage to perform, that people actually wanna wanna watch us and appreciate us. The never-ending pre-season, which is twenty twenty. Oh, tell me about it. 
How is your training gone? I've heard you're using the new gym. Yeah, so we're luckily uh, we're, we're using Strong 101. So the England girls have been given a letter that allows us to train. Um, and yeah, Strong 101 straight away with, with Matt Heaton, um, who's pushing us there twice a week. So we go and see him and he does some Zoom sessions for us as well, doesn't he? So yeah, it, it's great to have him on board. What an absolutely top bloke that man is. Yeah, he is. He's. Do you know what? He's really, really cool, but he's a rate geek as well. <laughs> so, and that's what I'm like. For people who don't know Matt, he helps me out at the moment so much backstage. He so wants the game to grow. He's yeah, he's so really passionate. passionate about it, isn't he? He's really, he is really great, and he, he understands that the training helps with the progression of the game which will help with the media and it'll just, obviously, the ball will start rolling and it'll pick up all this momentum from, you've got to have what what you advertise and what you put on media, it's got to be great and for it to be great, we need to have athletes and Matt understands how we need to be athletes and, and he's, he's, he's doing it throughout. I know a lot of girls across the Super League that train with him and he's, yeah, he's, he's doing a lot for the sport. So, never-ending pre-season... Thinking back to the beginning of the year, you know, all the way back. Right. Yeah. How were the games that you played in then? You did the Yorkshire versus Lancashire. Yeah, that's a bit sour. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit sour in that this household is uh, Yorkshire versus Lancashire. But um, yeah, the Lancs came out on top. So that was that was great. <laughs> For me, yeah, I think that was more of a great experience. Um, a lot more experienced girls learning a lot off the back of them. Competition, which obviously you can't give a miss. Um, I th- I just which we're craving at this moment in time, competition. But yeah, it was it was a, a great three three games. Like uh, we were lucky to fit it in just before. I think it was like a week or two after that was when the, the lockdown, the regulations started coming in place. So we were lucky to get that in just before. We were obviously put into lockdown. Well, I, I think it was an absolute stroke of genius. Play the games like you would play a World Cup. Bang, bang, and, yeah, bang. I just, yeah, I think about, the thing about playing the games is, yeah, it's the, the intensity of the game, but you can't replicate playing back-to-back games unless you do it. And even things like, yeah, it's about going again and, and feeling so, but like you can't, throughout the year, replicate being in camp and learning about yourself and like recovery and stuff like that so throughout it the little things that you're taught and like the coaches absolutely drill into you you need to you need to take epsom salt baths you need to wear your compressions you need to ice any anything really comes into play when we have those three games back to back yeah and thank you guys for ruining my daughter (laughs) she, she came to watch them games and now she just gets a rugby ball and just charges at my son all the time. Oh, but isn't it great? Like just and tries to headbutt him to the ground. Yeah, for me, it feels like we're we're inspiring a little in there. So oh, I'm happy. <laughs> definitely, before she wasn't that interested. She lives in Castleford, and since then, like one of her Christmas presents, I've had to get her a cash shirt because she wanted it. That's well cute. Yeah. So she's. <laughs> She's hooked on it, and obviously, when she's a bit older, I'm going to get her signed up and get her going. But since watching that game, she has not stopped. Yeah, 
See, I mean, when I was when I was young, you seen a rugby kit and you seen a man in it, and so obviously I had football kits and whatnot as as a child. But when you actually see like us girls playing in rugby kits, I can imagine that the youngsters yeah. do want to. I think for me as a kid, I'd probably want to run a lot more if I seen a, a woman. Yeah, in, yeah. Compared to seeing, and then yes, I was still addicted to rugby and football as a kid anyway. <laughs> but if you have seen, oh look at that lady in that kit, can I have that? Like. You, yeah. didn't, you didn't used to see that. No, you didn't, Even no. when I started high school, you wouldn't see that. No. So, final little bit now. Next season, or would have been this season, what are your hopes for it? Go on, I'll let you go first. Big season for Cass. Um, obviously, we've got the World Cup coming up in 2021, which is obviously a big thing for me. Um, just going into the performance squad, um, never played a game for England. Um, so I'm really looking forward to see what I can achieve. Um, it's a big competition for myself and obviously Tara as well. Yeah, so for me, it's. I think we've had such a long pre-season at Cass and we've, we've worked on so much attention to detail. Like Obviously, last season was a success, but silverware-wise, at the end of the day, we lost two finals. So we've been working... We're hungrier now more than ever because we've put so much background work in that people obviously haven't seen. So, first and foremost, you play well for your club, for you to be acknowledged in playing for a World Cup. And I think at the end of the day, you've got to be a consistent player to, to wear a, to wear an England shirt. So, to me, playing well for Cass, working on my weaknesses throughout the season um, and building... We're putting in the work now. We've been putting in the work for months to to perform and win. And we're honestly there to win the World Cup. Think, and we want it more than more than ever. I think Cass is the ultimate motivation for England players, non-England players. Like us as a squad want to be unbreakable. Yeah, and I think yeah. that's a really big thing. And motivation for each other. We're there for each other. Things go wrong. Mm. We're there for each other. Like I don't think there's many other teams that want to put in the work like we do. As Tara said, losing two major finals has been a bit of a blow yeah. and a setback. Yeah. But for it's been an eye opener. So I think we've you know realised. You'll know. You'll know in your team now who has the grit now. Yeah, we do. We definitely do. And to, um, last year, you, we could have gone two ways about this. We could have threw our dummies out. And don't get me wrong, we had a week where we were just sore. We were hurt from from it and. And then Lindsay said, you can either build on it and work from it, or you can throw your dummies out and, and say, that's that. And we knew, literally, honestly, from two weeks from that grand final, we wanted we wanted it again. We wanted to go again. And we know now, the season that's coming in, Leeds obviously were our biggest threat last year. And Leeds obviously are still a massive threat, but now there's St. Helens. And St. Helens have always been a threat, but... We're not naive and we know that the players that are in that squad and the players that are now in that squad, obviously Amy Arcastle signed for them, we know that they're um, they're a massive threat and we need to be better than we ever have been. Yeah, right for me. Thank you for coming on. I can't, well, wait, to, right. can't actually wait to see you play again. And that's can't, a wrap. Can't wait. <laughs> Thank you for listening. 
Hi, my name is Masha and I play for the University of Manchester Women's Rugby League team. And if you're interested, you can find us on Instagram at um underscore rl underscore women.